0: Jim, perhaps you're like me and once thought oracle cards were mainly used for divination and affirmations. Aren't they? Well, after this week's episode of Knit a Spell, I learned that there's actually tons of ways to use oracle cards way outside of that. So prepare yourself for an inspiring episode. Light from Lantern presents Knit a Spell. I'm magical maker Katie Rempey.
1: And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine.
0: Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting
1: and the craft.
0: I think we should address what are Oracle cards? Because when I first started getting into just tarot, I did not understand what this other deck was that would keep coming up. And it wasn't tarot, but it was still in the vein of it, but I didn't know enough. and
1: I think we need to even level up from there. And talk about a magical word called cartomancy. Ah, yes. Or is it cartomancy or cartomancy? However you want to pronounce it, cartomancy or cartomancy is the art of reading cards or using cards as a method of divination, of accessing spiritual or unconscious knowledge spiritual knowledge occult knowledge and in this case occult means hidden by the use of cards a lot of times these were using playing cards like the 52 cards we'd use in a standard poker deck or a regular old playing card deck the tarot cards were originally a game deck that was created in the middle ages in Italy and and France. So they weren't actually a divinatory deck any more than our regular old playing cards are a divinatory deck. They were just a game. And they were then used in a divinatory way. And since we no longer use the old cards as a game, actually evolved into our modern playing cards, they are really just used for divinatory purposes. And people do use playing cards for divinatory purposes. So under that umbrella of cartomancy or cartomancy, we have any kind of cards someone would use to use for divination. And there's a few different systems. Well, there's a couple different systems that, uh, well, I guess three systems that I'm familiar with. We have the system of tarot, Mm. which is 78 distinct cards that are set up in a system of the major arcana, the court cards, and then the pip cards in the minor arcana. There's three groups of cards and they're set up in specific ways and you learn them. That's how they work. And I think a lot of people are familiar with the tarot cards. Then there is the Lenormand cards, Mm. which is another system. I have a deck here. This is the Alexander Musruk Lenormand cards. I can't remember how many are in here. People will know because there's a lot of Lenormand readers that are out there. So I like these cause they're kind of old fashioned looking and they have symbols on them, like the horse rider. Some of them have playing card symbols on them as well, and the Lenormand cards, and they can come in different numbers. There's 36 in a That's traditional right. Lenormand deck and you lay them out on a tableau and there's a system with that as well. And then there's playing cards, 52 cards that we usually use. And that can be used also as a system for divination. Hmm. So those are three systems that I know. I think there's probably others that use cards in particular. Now there's lots of other divination methods. I'm a palm reader. You can use pebbles, you can use clouds, you can use birds. We're just talking about using cards in particular. Yes. Now, if you're not using one of those systems, there are tons of other cards that don't fall into Lenormand tarot or playing cards. And those would fall under what I understand the column of Oracle cards. So they're not classified as any other type of cards. And this is where anyone who has a great idea can devise an Oracle deck. We had an Oracle card creator, a few of them on. Mm -hmm. We've had them on for a while. One of them is Raven Digitalis who brought the Empath's Oracle. And so his Oracle deck is based on how many cards does he have?
0: It's 40 cards.
1: Right, an even number, of 40 cards. Some mm-hmm. people have 30 cards. Some people have 100 cards. Sure. However many cards there are, and his deck is based on this amazing art by...
0: Stintine Bex,
1: And each one of these then has a meaning that's related to being an empath Mm -hmm. activating empathic magic cleansing mind body and spirit awareness of cosmic influences are just a few of the examples of the meanings in his deck and then he wrote what each of these means and if you pull a card like choosing experiences wisely number 17 you would look that up in his book and you would read about what this means and so this is the Oracle that he has created. We have others like by Monty Farber and Amy Zerner. They created the intuition Oracle Mm -hmm. is based on Amy Zerner's artwork. And this is an amazing deck that is all about intuition. You have all of these different types of Oracle decks that are based on each artist or creator's ideas on different ways to access intuitive or oracular information. And mm. all of these are based on anything. You can have a fairy oracle deck. You can have a cloud oracle deck. You can, you can have, have a, a Shurs
0: oracle deck, one we've used quite
1: often. It doesn't follow the tarot system. It doesn't follow any system. Right. And when we pull something from that, what are some of the ideas that are in that deck?
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. So because this one is the stitchers, it's not just limited to knitting or sewing, it has all sorts of things. So There's needle and thread, there's embroidery floss, there's mending, but also knitting needles and other notions on there. They're a really good way to use your creative or artistic style to create a divinatory system.
1: Another example, my friend Mimi Pettibone, the dream detective, created the Enchanted Art Oracle cards. She just has amazing art. And on each of these cards is an amazing piece of positive advice. And it doesn't matter what card you pick. You are going to get an amazing piece of fabulous advice and probably exactly what you need. Mm -hmm. So you can pick a card and read the sentence, the phrase, that's on the card. So on this card, I'll just pick one at random. This card says, Oh, perfect. Listen to the messages of your dreams. Hmm. And so if you pick this, what's the message for me today? The message is, listen to the messages of your dreams. Or perhaps you'd pick another one. And it would say, Oh, this is a good one. Don't push the river. Let it flow. So these are really great cards that are a totally different take on an Oracle. More of a
0: like affirmation deck almost. Yes. Which leads me to asking, do you regularly use Oracle cards yourself?
1: I actually sometimes use my friend Mimi's deck when there is a client with a palm reading and there's just a need for a little, like, what would Mimi's Oracle deck say? And I might pull one of those cards and then ponder, gosh, you know, what is in here? And I might then look at the card and, and say, have you ever thought of letting go of perfection? What you're doing is good enough and so are you. That's what this card Mm, says. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how that might be exactly what my client needs to hear or surprisingly might relate to the reading that I was just giving that person. So this card deck sometimes I have used for that reason. Mm -hmm. Oracle decks because they don't have a system. If you find one, like I'm looking forward to using Raven Digitalis's Empath Oracle. That's another one where you can just pick a card and a reading and you can say, gosh, maybe there's a little bit of trust in my destiny that Mm -hmm. I could start thinking about because I pulled card number two, trusting in destiny. Maybe that's some of the bigger symbol or bigger idea that I can have about this particular reading. And I can reflect on, is that one of the themes that's really coming up in this reading? It's a way to sort of get out of the system that you're using, palmistry, astrology, runes whatever you're using and use an oracle card to give you a bigger picture or a symbol
0: yeah i agree i like using them too especially for people who are more hesitant or are getting their first tarot reading they just don't understand the system yet or maybe they just don't care to learn it either way is fine and so sometimes having like an oracle deck that is really visual and just like one card can kind of help summarize everything I actually like using my shine from the inside oracle cards which was my first deck and I still use them regularly they seem to talk really quickly at me which I always appreciate and it's sort of similar to the deck that you were just talking about where they're a little more like affirmation-esque but you could just like you know start your day and think what do I need to do today to make the most of the energy that is available. You pull one and it says, treat yourself to something beautiful today. So that's what you do because if you feel good, you're probably gonna compliment someone else and then make their day feel good. And it's a whole circle
1: from there. I like cards like that. Mm -hmm. And indeed you can use tarot cards as Oracle and letterman cards and even playing cards. You don't need to know the system to use it. You can look at Rider-Waite-Smith deck or any pictorial deck, and you can use it as an Oracle deck by just looking at the pictures and with uh, some imagination, make a story about what's happening. That's a way to access your unconscious, make that story meaningful.
0: I think good to also remember that the cards are not the Oracles. You are the Oracle. (laughs) So... You know, like everyone could look at that card and have completely different opinions on it because they have all lived different lives and experiences to have whatever is bubbling up to the surface from that.
1: That is such an amazing point. The cards are stimulating Hmm. the oracle within, which is you. That's exactly right, Katie. You said it
0: which is why any card or anything, as long as like you said in a previous episode, you have a system for how to actually use it. Otherwise chaos.
1: (laughs) Or maybe the chaos is you have the system, which is I'm really connecting deeply with my intuition. That's your system. It can be loosey goosey.
0: Oh yeah. And sometimes it's got to start loose to get tight, you know, like I working mean, I out love
1: being open to your intuition and letting that flow. Mm. You don't have to be organized or have a way I th- for me, that's how it works. I think some people just need to be anchored in something and then let it flow and let the words come.
0: And I think that's why we wanted to do this episode because it's easy to talk about using it for divination, just like pull a card and do that sort of a thing. It's very straightforward.
1: The common ways to use cards is Lay out a spread, pull a single card, read what the card means, reflect on it, move on with your day or lay out a three card spread about past, present, future or what I was thinking, what I am thinking, what I will be or any sort of three things, my unconscious, my conscious, my my. Uh, super ego. You could do it in a million ways. You can look up spreads for one, three, five, seven, nine, ten, all kinds of different card spreads and use these as a way to lay out Oracle cards or tarot cards. You can do Len- Letterman tableaus or grand tableaus, and you can geek out on all of those spreads. But I think what would be really fun is for us to also talk about other ways mm. to use Oracle cards beyond the card spreads yeah we can talk about card spreads all day but you can also get that anywhere there are ways to talk about using cards and crafting very excited about these conversations because i've been amazed at some of the cool ways that people have used oracle cards even tarot cards in surprising and innovative ways yeah let's
0: take a quick break and when we come back we'll dive in hey to Bell fans join our patreon for just 13 dollars a month to gain access to extended episode comments episode outtakes behind the scenes and bonus content magical making tips monthly polls to influence future topics and guests and interact with your fellow patrons plus you'll be supporting one of your favorite podcasts join today to gain access to our entire post history visit patreon.com forward slash light from lantern to learn more and sign up jim and i look forward to seeing you there if you've ever been curious about getting a palm reading with my co-host james divine there's never been a better time than now not only does jim offer empowering palm readings to help you tap into the hidden messages in your hands he's also now offering divine hand tarot readings find out more about all of jim's amazing offerings at the and on his instagram page where you'll find him as divine hand jim and we're back So let's talk about some other things to do with Oracle cards.
1: There's no end of creativity with the kinds of cards that are created. There's no end of creativity with how to use them. Let me just jump to the coolest way that I've seen cards being used right off the bat. This is credit to Madame Pamita. She does a class. If you ever get to take this class, 100% take it where you make spell packets with tarot cards. What's a spell packet? Let's say you have something that you want in life. What's something you want in life, Katie, in general?
0: I want to reach more listeners who want to hear our podcast.
1: Great. Expand listenership of the podcast. You could use Oracle cards and you would take, now you need to destroy, I'm sorry, repurpose your cards. They would no longer be usable for readings. Let's say you have an oracle card or a tarot card that represents communication and one that represents amazing success. You would take those two cards and those would be the front and the back of making a little envelope, a little packet. Spell packets are very common, like a little envelope, and you fill this envelope With herbs, any little trinkets, anything inside that would be magical. And then you use this packet and you charge it up and you put it under your pillow, you put it under your mic, under your laptop, in your desk, wherever the business or the concern is in Mm -hmm. order to sweeten it or to transform it. So if it was for love, you'd put it under your pillow. If it was about your lover, you'd put it under their side of the bed. If it was, For success, you might put it in your wallet. For safety, you might carry it with you in your handbag or in your car. However you would use this packet, you would carry it with you. And it would be the size of the cards you would use. So you would stuff these two cards together. You would make a little packet out of them with either washi tape, a decorative tape around the edges... Or you would punch holes and sew them together. And inside you would put herbs related to communication. You'd put herbs related to success. You would anoint it with scented essential Mm. oil, You would decorate the inside, which would be the backs of the cards perhaps would be on the inside. You would put magical incantations or sigils, the outside all around the images you would write maybe in metallic marker success of my podcast in magical language. And you would then sew this up or stitch it together or washi tape it. I mean, look, if this is the cover of a Mm. packet on either side, how gorgeous, even if this is the cover with the backs out,
0: how Mm. beautiful
1: of a packet would that be? It's like a power pouch. Yeah. Power pouch. This little pouch of magic gets to then sit wherever and amplify and charge wherever it sits.
0: Mm, that's fun.
1: And you have the tarot as a symbol on either side or the Oracle as a symbol on either side, sort of amping that up and then you mm-hmm. hold it in your mind and you hold it between your hands and you charge it up with your intent and your will. You can't not see this as just emanating power and magic. Oh, Isn't that cool? Madame Pamita that. walks you through how to do that in her workshop. And she has all these old tarot cards from decks she's used over time from giving tarot readings to hundreds, thousands of people. So she's got worn out decks, but the cards are still really have a lot of mojo in them. Oh,
0: sure. Yeah. I mean extra used cards, right? Yep. Extra energy. I yep. love that. Ooh. So you can
1: you can get old tarot cards, either incomplete decks that you happen to find or Get inexpensive ones. You know, there are inexpensive ones available on the internet, and you can use them for this purpose. You can also print images on cardstock or on paper and make packets that way. So, mm. there's other ways to use oracle decks or tarot decks to make spell packets. All right.
0: One. Ooh. Okay. So, my first idea I think would complement nicely to this one, especially since you said to sew up the sides as being an option so i have a deck of playing cards that i got that is really cute she's magic playing
1: cards those are awesome
0: they are cute but in terms of use the finish is weird and it doesn't move so i was like i don't love them for using as playing cards but i feel like they're so cute it's a different indie deck style, so there are some interesting imagery in it, but in terms of using it for a deck, I was like, no. But I thought, oh, wouldn't it be nice to embroider onto it? So I've hand embroidered on here every once in a while these starbursts that go over this uh, ace of diamonds here. So uh-huh. it gives it a very three-dimensional look. It was meditative. It took a surprising amount of time to do this because I didn't do every starburst because it would have perforated the fabric, the fabric, the paper, but it came out really good. And what I did learn, if anyone is interested in doing this for themselves, pre-perforate the holes before you try to find where it is on the backside, it was very difficult. So I ended up coming from the front to make the holes and then actually going through. Just a little hack. <laughs>
1: and so is this magical in some way? Because the Ace of of mm-hmm. Diamonds is that related to the Ace of Swords?
0: A traditional tarot deck, yes, that would be Ace of Swords. And I thought this is the perfect one to do this idea on it right? because this is the new idea card. The starburst makes sense because it's like poof, energy, and I thought this would make a cute little cover to a future watercolor book or just like a notebook. But now I'm like, oh, yeah, I could do this card plus the king of swords, you know, like new and power and put those together and make a cute little packet out of it. You could
1: even anoint the thread with essential oil. And
0: it's a cotton thread, so there's that energy brought into it. You can
1: embroider a sigil onto it and just use it as a card by itself because the energy you put into it by embroidering it in itself is really magical.
0: Yes. And I did it in a circle, you know, because it's going going in a circle. But I noticed as I was doing it, oh, I'm turning it a little bit, a little bit, a little bit each time. So it's like a completion sort of aspect too. It also was full of energy because it only took like, short amount of time to do it. Just one, obviously not the whole deck, but it was fun. I would definitely do this again. And I think it would make a great addition to like your altar or your magical notebook or a grimoire, whatever you have, even just for like a bookmark.
1: It's Fantastic. What else you got? If you are like me, you have too many Oracle decks. This is something that just puts one of your Oracle decks away for a year you take one of the oracle decks or tarot decks and you shuffle them up and you have 12 envelopes your cards have to fit in the envelopes and you label those envelopes for each month of the year or each astrological month or each month january february march and you put three cards into each envelope without looking at what they are and you seal up those envelopes and put them in a spot And then each month or each astrological month, you open up that envelope and lay out the cards. One, Mm -hmm. two, three. And you contemplate what this month has in store for you or what there is to meditate on for the month or what the reflection is for the month ahead. You could also do it for the month behind. If you want to do it at the beginning of Pisces, and you want to reflect on Aries, it's a way to put Aries in context. Hmm. What is there to reflect on from what we went through during Aries season? You would do that at the beginning of Taurus, and you would say how to make sense of what happened from mid-March to mid-April.
0: You could even do like, oh, the first card is the past month, then the second card is right now and the next one could overlap or whatever yes. sure so many options who so
1: could set this up for you and have this rolling a- annual oracle event people have done other things where they've taken the cards and done an annual read it's a spread where you can do a, a year and look at each of the months or each of the astrological months and done a spread like that this is a way to sort of have it already preset and then read the cards as they come along yeah. So that's a really cool thing to do now the challenge for me is I forget to <laughs> open the cards and then I'm like oh shoot <laughs> I forgot to do that put some kind of reminder in your calendar or have a certain ritualized way to you know, know. okay time to open the card and look at what's in store or reflect on what we did
0: yeah. so that's
1: another thing to do
0: oh it's a great reminder of how fast time goes <laughs> What else do I do? Oh, so like I said, they're really great for journaling prompts. So let's say you're someone who likes to start your day with writing a couple of lines or ending your day, whatever, with that kind of a thing, but you're not sure how to start or you want a theme as something to write to. Pulling a card for that is a great way to go off of it, not necessarily going off of the fortune telling aspect, but more what's in the card, what's the season, what's the energy, what are the colors, does any of that relate to what's going on That's just another way to use them. Here's another idea, which kind of made me a little bit nuts when I (laughs) read it, but I was like, you know, if you're a person like us who has a lot of decks, and maybe you're like kind of used to them you know what i mean a little stale or
1: you have a deck that you're like this doesn't shuffle well i will never really use this or i'm not sure i love the art or it was a it
0: you can not feel bad about destroying them or uncollecting them you know breaking up the set
1: purposing
0: exactly yeah or even if you have decks that you like that you're not intending to like cut up you could just combine them together Have you ever combined your different decks together? I mean, maybe not like 78, but like, you know, a couple of smaller Oracle decks that are the same size. I've never thought about doing that until I read it online. Like shuffle, for instance, the liminal Oracle deck with the empaths Oracle. Two oracles oracling with each other with you. Your face. (laughs) I think that was the face. That's like putting
1: Pepsi and Coca-Cola together.
0: That's like putting Polly Pockets from all the different Polly Pockets just into the one and being like, good luck.
1: No, it's Um, not. That's like putting Polly Pockets and LOL dolls together. (laughs) Okay, that's a good point. who has a granddaughter oh yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) you're so hip jim um i thought that was a really fun idea even if you took them apart
1: afterwards i thought you were gonna say cut them up and collage with them into a new piece of art
0: oh sure that would be a great idea especially if they're a little bit worn they might actually offer more character in a piece of art at that point because they're
1: a little bit worn
0: and plus What a great way to display the cards that you have used so often. Or that are
1: special to you. I could see being inspired by the art and then using that art, like for you, using the Hermit Mm. or pieces of the Hermit card and using those elements in art or pieces of it in different types of art around your home. That could be a lot of fun to do especially if it was blown up or different aspects of it. So there are non-copyrighted versions of the right waite smith that are non-US games that are mm. out of copyright. But most Oracle decks are copyrighted material. So if you're reusing the actual card, that, you know, you can use that as art and, and reframe it. But to take the person's artwork and resell it or or do anything like that, is not advised but if you're using that art personally as your own inspiration i think most artists would be really moved by your inspirational use of it but that's where you want to be careful
0: it would be like them buying the pattern and then reselling it afterwards just think about what you're doing but if it's for your own purpose then go for it
1: we used to play a game with the right Waite smith tarot deck Since everyone knows those cards, Mm. we would use those cards as a game. We would do this sometimes at our Yuletide. Maybe there was a few drinks involved. No, what? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to use one of these Oracle cards as an example. You Mm. put the card on your forehead and it kind of sticks to your forehead if it's a (laughs) warmer day or if you have glasses and everyone else in the room gives you a reading. You don't see what the card is, so let's say it's the fool card. They don't tell you what the card is; they just give you advice or admonishment or things about that card, and then you, as the querent, have to guess what card it is. Uh. We used to call it witches poker, and Mm. it was always a lot of fun. We laughed pretty hard, pretty fun, fun and a a really fun way to learn your tarot.
0: Yeah, harder
1: to do with oracle (laughs) cards since. It's not an established system that people know.
0: But if everybody were familiar with the deck, yeah, that's one thing, I suppose. Right. So obviously I love to use cards that were made to be Oracle cards as Oracle cards. However, as we discussed earlier in the episode, I have found like, duh, every card can be an Oracle card or whatever.
1: The cool thing about Oracle cards is you don't have to only use someone else's Oracle cards that you buy. It is amazingly, I mean, maybe surprisingly mm. accessible to make your own. Yes, I agree. You can take index cards and a pen it's and that easy. you don't need anything fancy. If you can think of five, seven, nine, ten, thirteen 10, 13 symbols, that's all you need to make your own Oracle cards. You can probably sit with your neighbor, with your kid, with your nephew, with another friend, and think of 15 animals, or 15 insects, or Mm. 15 types of plants, or 15 types of weather patterns. And those can just be written or drawn in a very simple manner on the Oracle cards. Maybe on one side you have a simple picture or symbol and on the other side you have a quick little description or Mm. word. There you have made an Oracle deck. Then you get to test it. You shuffle them up or mix them up and you draw one out of the deck and there you have something to reflect on. Oh, look, I got the goldfish.
0: Yes. And the more fun you have with it, the better if you're like oh this is stupid lean into the stupid it's usually where the fun's at (laughs) at least to some degree (laughs) when i was sort of first starting getting into the magic side at least on the social media aspect i saw a lot of people make their own oracle cards and i was always like where did you get those they just look so like basic and like easy to use and they were like yeah i just made them and i thought oh Right, just to make them. <laughs>
1: have you made a set yourself?
0: Yes, I have drafted some, but I've never actually used them. So they were just ideas that I was like, one day.
1: Katie is a really wonderful <laughs> watercolor artist and painter. She loves doing those things. What will destroy anyone's ability to make a oracle deck? is perfectionism, it becomes way too complex. So if you initially just do these symbols, boom, you have an Oracle deck. Yeah. And then guess what? You can take one of them and be, I'm gonna actually draw that goldfish out or paint them out. There, you have a bunch of symbols and then you have one that's actually pretty. And then Mm -hmm. what's the next one you wanna paint or draw or embellish? It doesn't always have to be cards when I have done our Ostara ritual or Easter, I have put oracular symbols on the Easter eggs. And I thought of five, actually it was seven different symbols of spring and put those on Easter eggs. And so as people found or drew an egg out of the basket, they got a bunny or a chick or a flower or a sprout or a seed on their egg. And each of those correlated with an oracular symbol or meaning, Mm -hmm. and they could reflect on that for the springtime. So you can put that on anything.
0: That's really fun. I also kind of have, I guess, a system, not cards, speaking of not cards, I put every color of <laughs> yarn from UU Yarns onto these little swatch cards here, and I put the number on and what the color was called because I wanted to at some point, as part of a design or another version of a sample of a design I've already had, um like what colors might I want to make them and I was like oh if I put all of these in a bag I could just pull them out and let fate decide so I thought okay well what would I do so for instance let's just say so this is number 78 sapphire sort of a dark blue which funny enough this is my birth color so it already has a significance for me. Plus like 15, six. Yep. Okay. So it's also could be like, oh, this would be great for something for love or
1: creation. Yep. Exactly. So so, (laughs) Sapphire and the qualities of Sapphire and the night sky. So I think of this being the maternal goddess enveloping the creative Mm. force so we could really go off on that new type of energy that energy of unlimited possibility you drew the yarn that symbolizes you can create anything you create something only out of the place of nothing and within nothing all things are possible unlimited possibility are you creating a clearing that all possibility is possible, or are you filling it with too many things? So I encourage you in this Sapphire place of unlimited possibility and the goddess Nuit and the number six, to be in this place of possibility, clear the decks, clean your desk, open your room, open your mind and be in this place of unlimited possibility and creativity to allow what's happening to come next. There's a little download for you.
0: I feel like that hit home really hard actually. So thank you. (laughs) clean your desk how dare you read me like that even oh, though it's true I you oh, like a teen novel. oh <laughs> i gotta get out of this library immediately
1: that was really fun it yeah was really of a download now people know what it's like to get a reading from me but this is really cool because we just did that out of you you yarns names their yarn and the number and the number so we basically proved the point Oracle cards can be anything.
0: Anything. You just need a system. So go ahead and have fun figuring out a system of
1: some sort, perhaps. So I drew from my knowledge about the color and about what I see. Katie might read it totally different. She has an association of sapphire with her birthstone and with her idea around being a Virgo or whatever she would associate with. So she might read in a completely different way. These are all beautiful ways to read and how an oracle card, an oracle read would draw from each person's experience. That was a James Divine read and the oracle of James Divine. An oracle read from Katie would be just as fantastic and just as relevant to the person she was reading, which would be me, which might be get your ass in gear and launch your damn course or something else.
0: The only one who can be the, you know, person setting the way is you. Yeah.
1: Right. (laughs) Did you just pull one of these cards? Yeah. (laughs)
0: I don't feel like I was as articulate as they usually are, but you know what? You should pull one just to wrap us up.
1: I guess what I might have said was would be follow your dreams and help will find you in unforeseen ways. <laughs>
0: Those cards are so good. Oh, well, well, I hope we've inspired our listeners with our Oracle talk today. And perhaps some of them have ideas that we didn't. Think about and you could reach out to us with those ideas at at podcast at gmail.com or by visiting and using our contact form or our Instagram page.
1: I think these are the only ways to use Oracle cards, and if you use them in any other ways, that's it.
0: Yes, please direct to- your beef to uh, <laughs> at Divine Hand Jim on Instagram. It's his personal
1: phone number.
0: <laughs> that's right. And his address can be found in the show notes.
1: <laughs> to correct us or add to anything that we said here i totally want to hear how do you use oracle cards tarot cards cards in general outside of laying down a spread i want to know share it with us we would love to share it with everyone else
0: yes indeed all right everybody until next week jim it's been a pleasure as always
1: i can't wait till next week all right everybody we'll see you then ciao Thanks, for, Thanks listening. for listening.
0: If you enjoyed the show, consider sharing it with a friend, leaving a review on iTunes and Spotify, or following Knit a Spell on Instagram.
1: You can also subscribe to the Light From Lantern YouTube channel to enjoy full episodes of Knit a Spell and see our happy faces.
0: You can also learn more about readings, classes, and events going on with your favorite maker of magic, James Divine, by visiting thedivinehand.com and subscribing to his newsletter. Then follow Jim's fun and interactive Instagram account at divinehandjim.
1: Keep up with Katie, the magical maker, by subscribing to her newsletter at lightfromlantern.com. You'll even receive a free knitting pattern as a thank you gift. Then follow Katie on Instagram at lightfromlantern for even more magical making tips. See you next next week. week.